What's up, everybody? This is Grant at Cause Artist. This week, we chat with Adam Coons, the uh, founder of Have Fun, Do Good. And we've uh, covered Have Fun, Do Good for a few years now and love to see their growth and, and the potential that they have um, in the travel industry. Um, so what they do is they offer unique travel experiences that incorporate volunteerism. Um, so their current locations are like Costa Rica, Zion National Park, Grand Canyon, a lot of different fun areas that you can travel to with a group of people stay together in the same place and volunteer in the morning. Um, so the idea is that they coordinate beforehand with a uh, nonprofit organization where you guys will be staying. And in the morning, uh, you volunteer, uh, get to learn a little bit about what that organization and nonprofit does. And then after lunch and in the afternoon, you just go have fun. Um, so you go discover Costa Rica. Um, if you go on the um, national parks tour, you get to explore all kind of different things. Um, so it, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty interesting what they do. Their content is amazing. So when you go, you get like these beautiful videos and imagery of your trip. Um, so you don't have to worry about doing any of that. They do all that for you. So it's pretty It's pretty great. It's it's pretty cool how travel has affected Adam's life and, and how it's inspired him to, to eventually launch this company and brand. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. I do want to say, uh, let me apologize to Adam a little bit because I was a little under weather when we did this interview. So I hope it doesn't come out too low in certain parts where, where maybe my throat was a little tangled up but um, I apologize for not being 100% uh, for him in this interview but um, I really wanted to get it done because I think it's it's important what he's doing and I, and I love the brand so I hope it turned out pretty well from an audio standpoint so hope so, it's all good have Thanks. fun do good been around for a few years now about four years three four years five years yeah three, three and a half years or three so and a half years. okay so I think the one thing that that I always like about travel in general is that it opens up our eyes to creativity and inspiration. I think it's it sort of feeds the human mind something that it, it nurtures it unlike anything else. And I think uh, you've kind of had that in your life through travel and then also creating an actual travel company. You're kind of you're kind of giving back already in that way is allowing people to to have amazing experiences, have fun, volunteer, you know, really get into to knowing people at a personal level and, and taking great adventures doing it. But the one thing that I wanted to talk about first was the semester at sea that you went on. <laughs> a hundred day cruise <laughs> around the world is uh, right. probably a pretty inspiring experience. And that probably launched a lot of ideas in your mind. <laughs> and a lot of things probably came with that. So you can, can you share a little bit about that experience? Yeah, I mean that that really set the tone for um, you know what I what what I'm ultimately doing now, and I had no idea you know at the time when I did semester at sea, it was a program uh, run through the University of Pittsburgh. At the time, they were the the sponsor. My brother had done it a couple years ago, and and I had some family other family members, uncles and aunts, do it as well. I, said, ah, I should check this thing out, and you know I was only 19, and I just couldn't even process what 100 days around the world on a cruise ship would look like. Um, but it, it was awesome. I mean, it was amazing. I came home after that trip and just, I, I had the travel bug like like you couldn't believe. And it, it's funny because they parents uh, of the students going on semester at sea actually receive a letter beforehand saying, hey, your, your kid's going to come home and go through some type of you know transitional stage and, and, and likely be depressed for a little bit just because you're seeing so much and doing so much. I mean, it was just nonstop. Um, and that's, that's kind of how my personality, personality is to begin with. So that was uh, coming home hit me pretty hard. So it was me 
me trying to figure out, hey, how can I do this um, more often and, you know, with, with some impact. So that really set the tone for what I for what I'm doing now. So that transition from getting home from that, what were some of the, the next steps that you took? Was have fun, do good pretty soon after that? Or, or was it a few months, a few years after that that you decided, you know, I really want to to make this into a company? Yeah, it was years after that. I mean, I was still only a junior in college when I got back and I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, and it, it's funny how that set the tone at the time, but I had no idea where it would, would ultimately go. You know, I definitely went through, I don't know if I'd call it a depression, but I, I came home and I was just kind of angry at, at people. You know, I, I got to see the, um, you know, the, the, the most poor of poor places in the world and you come home and I, I kind of had this chip on my shoulder like, oh my gosh, like we have you just have an abundance of stuff here in America. And it was like this weird feeling of me being grateful for all that stuff. But at the same time, like, do, do I really need all this stuff? Uh, so it was it was an interesting time in my life. And then it wasn't until I graduated college where you know I went the traditional route and went to job fairs and landed in a job that I didn't like to start. And it was a trip to, to New Orleans post-Katrina that really set the tone for you know this whole idea of of volunteering and travel for me. So what was that experience like in, in New Orleans after the storm? You went and helped yeah, people was, uh, tear down their houses, gut their houses? Yeah, we were doing, I mean, it was a few years after Katrina, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's still a lot of work today, you know, in 2019 that needs done there. So that was a big eye opener for me. Um, and I think just figuring out, I went down there at a time in my life, I was like, I hated my job. Like, what am I actually doing? Am I, am I doing anything impactful? And, and I went down there and I don't know, it was just a short time. I met some amazing people that, you know, I, I'm still friends with today. And you know, I came home and I was just fired up. There, there's just something, it, it's tough to explain. And I tell this to people when they come on our trips or before they're about to sign up, like you just can't explain it to people until you actually put yourself in that position and and it just made a massive impact on my life yeah that's uh i'm born and raised in nola man so i i appreciate all the people who who came and helped after the storm it was really an eye-opener for me because those were the people that really that really made the difference you know it was people just coming volunteering you know church groups red cross united way random people driving from, you know, Texas and Alabama, just, just coming to help out, like making, just making like lunch, right. And like, you know, bringing down any type of needs that people need toothbrushes and and just clean socks and underwear, right? Like it was a, it was a total peek into, into the human soul of of how good we can be amongst all the, the hectic stuff we do see. Um, I think we do still have an amazing, an amazing ability to come together in times like that when we see our, our neighboring communities um, kind of destroyed. So, you know, from, you know, from my friends and my family, we definitely want to thank you and, and, and the people that, that dedicated their time out of their life to come help out after that. So maybe New Orleans should be an experience on the docket for uh, have fun, do good down the line a little bit. Yeah, for sure. You know, after I came home from that trip, I mean, it took well nine months to a year for, for a, a nonprofit that my friend Andrew and I, you know, we started it. We, we met in New Orleans and then one of our first uh, spots on the, on the trip was New Orleans. You know, we continue to go back there. Um, and it, it, you bring up an interesting point with just how that really brought people together. And, it, and I think it speaks to, I think people are genuinely good. You know, I know there's the political landscape is something that people shy away from talking about these days. But I, I think, you know, as a country, 
we genuinely care about our neighbors, just, you know, the, the way that the media portrays it. There's still a lot of people that, that care and they want to do good. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. So you leave. So after New Orleans, it would be probably your senior year in college, something around that. Yeah, I, w- I was probably one year removed from college. Removed from, so this is the time that we're getting to probably getting ready to start the company itself. So what were those first early days like on trying to figure out on what kind of company you wanted to start it? Was it always a travel company? Um, yeah, so that that's that's an interesting topic. You know, I was I was working this job that I didn't like, was really discontent there, and um, I, I ended up coming back one day. Andrew and I, who met in New Orleans, we became roommates probably four or five months after that trip. And I came home from work one day and said, "Hey, man, got to do something different." And we just made a handshake pact right there. I'll, I'll never forget it. We said, <laughs> "You know, let's." I, I think I said something along the lines of, "What do you think about taking an RV across the country and doing volunteer work?" And we just we shook hands in our living room, and, and that was that. Um, you know, the race was on. We didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know if it would become a business. Uh, so we spent nine months fundraising. We raised about, I don't know, $13,000, bought a really crappy RV, planned this <laughs> trip from New York City to San Diego and, and just made it happen. But there, there was no... We had no idea what that would turn into. I, I didn't go on that trip thinking, hey, this is going to be a business at some point. Um, it was just, we, we took a gamble. I mean, I quit my job. You know, wow. I, was being, I was being paid pretty well. And I just said, I'm going for this. And my parents were really supportive. His parents were supportive. We had people just rallying behind us. And uh, yeah, after that trip, we, we filmed a, a really amateur documentary and started showing it at schools. And you know, any anyone that would let us show this, 45 minute film, which was way too long. <laughs> it's somewhere out there on the internet. It's, 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 uh, it's way too long, but it obviously inspired some people because they started coming up to us afterwards saying, Hey, how do I sign up for this RV trip? Um, so that, you know, we, we ended up forming a nonprofit and that really built the basis for have fun, do good, but have fun, do good took, you know, probably it just came about in the last three years. So I was I was seven years removed after starting that nonprofit. Uh, but I, I could just never kick that idea of traveling and giving back. I mean, it, it made such an impact on my life. I, you know, it just it kept me up at night. Like, how can I how can I make this work? And, and that's how I landed on Have Fun Do Good. So how did when that time came, what were some of the steps that you took to to actually put it in action? Um, was it getting a co-founder involved? Was it First, finding the places or, or finding the nonprofits you could team up with to volunteer at. Because I mean, there's, you know, where do you start, right? Yeah, you right. Wanna, you kind of want to say, hey, I want, I want to do something with travel and good, but like, where do you even start? Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting question, and, and people are always afraid to. They don't know how to start, and then then they get stage fright and never end up starting anything. So. What I didn't know at the time was building this nonprofit out, the amount of people that I would meet. So, you know, Anna, she was uh, she came on our first RV trip and then the next RV trip. One of my best friends, Ben, signed up for the trip as the photographer. And and, you know, eight years later, after that first nonprofit trip, the, the three of us ended up getting together in New York City. And it came about in a very similar way. We, we just took a, a weekend road trip just to you know get out of town. We set up two volunteer projects. And and that was it. On the drive home, we were feeling like, hey, we did something. We had a lot of fun. It was impactful. And, and the words have fun, do good came about. And it was just on from there. You know, we started doing uh, these weekend warrior trips to New York City with friends, setting up a, co- a couple volunteer projects and then going out and partying at night. Um, and then, you know, we did our first large scale trip 
uh, it was a national park trip to Grand Canyon, Zion, Antelope Canyon, you know, all the while we were layering in volunteering, but it's all just been, been trial and error. You know, it's, it wasn't like we did have a loose plan, but at the same time, it was, it was a lot of just, you know, we, we joke around that our motto is fail fast. You know, we just, <laughs> I, I don't like to overthink things, you know, because you could, you could look at the data and the numbers and, and don't get me wrong. I think that's really important, but it's, it's, you could, you could make yourself sick looking at all that stuff. I think sometimes you really just have to go for it. So now the, the idea has, has matured into, correct me if I'm wrong. So a, a user will, will sort of sign up. Let's just take the national park tour one. Cause sure. that one's awesome. You, the idea is you kind of sign up for, for four nights, something like that. And you go to each national park, which is Grand Zion, I mean, Grand Canyon, Zion, Lake Powell and Antelope Canyon. And during the during the morning time, you volunteer at a local nonprofit or the the park and rec. So some type of a volunteer work in the morning. And then after that, you kind of just have a blast just you know, exploring the yeah. national parks. Correct. Yeah, for sure. Our national park tour leaves out of Las Vegas, so the the morning is spent with a local volunteer project in Vegas. Then we drive four hours to Zion National Park, stay in this amazing lodge. Um, and, and that's kind of the unique part about our trip too, is that we all stay under the same roof. You know, we're not putting people just in hotel rooms by themselves. You know, the, the whole mm-hmm. purpose of our trip is to build community. Um, so once we get to Zion, then the next morning is spent with the national park service and, and then we help them out. And then the rest of the trip is, you know, hiking, cliff jumping, just, just a ton of, just a ton <laughs> of stuff, you know, and we just have a great time together. How is it getting the nonprofits to, to work with you guys was it is that difficult to to find partners you know get get a correct time get a correct date all these different moving parts is it difficult to, to find nonprofits that are willing to to kind of have you guys come in for a few hours yeah I mean it was in the early stages and, and it really helped running the, the nonprofit for three or four years you know in my 20s because we had made a lot of nonprofit connections so you know knowing that that trust level was there made it a little bit easier for us but yeah it's it's definitely tricky you know there are a lot of folks that come along and say hey we're going to bring a group in and they and they don't show up um so building that trust and loyalty was was a little tricky to begin with but yeah i mean now it's 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 kind of a layup for us you know these people are are asking for us to come back at this point what are some of the organizations you don't have to really name them but what are some of the sectors like the one in vegas for example like what would what would the crew do during that time there? Yeah, I mean, that one is is really focused on, you know, environmental consciousness. So, um, you know, kind of the goal with, with How Fun Do Good is is to show people, you know, different sectors of volunteerism. So we work with, you know, whether it's special needs or, you know, environmental issues. We really want to expose people to to different types of opportunities. What, what has been successful for you guys and just growing as a, as a small startup, what has worked for you guys the best? Because you guys have great content. Right? I think you guys do really good photography, really good video. How do you think that's played a huge role in, in how the brand has continued to grow? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we just wrote an article. Uh, we were featured on Outdoor Project on you know how to trust an adventure travel company. And, and transparency was, was a big thing for us. You know, we want to show people what they're getting into. I mean, they're spending a decent amount of money to come on our trip. And we live in a very social environment. So we, we invested heavily into creating really good content and, and giving people a breakdown of, of what they're getting into. I mean, we want to 
we want there to be surprises on the trip and there always are. But at the same time, you know, we want people to trust us. I, th- I think it's crazy that most people that book our trips, I'd say 99.9% of them don't even call us on the phone. You know, they just get on our site and, and book right through there. Whereas me, my, my personality, is like, I'm going to call these people and talk to someone before I book. But yeah, man, it, it's crazy. It still baffles me. Like when I see ticket orders come through to my email, I'm like, that's awesome. You know, like, <laughs> obviously, we've done a, a good job at, at showing who we are through the website, and yeah, I mean, I think tra- transparency is definitely key. What's the uh, what's the experiences like for the person that goes? Is it are their experiences something that they they come into it a little bit reluctant to kind of chat with people, or, or do they usually come by themselves, or or do they come with a group of people? How would you usually say the atmosphere is for somebody who, who goes on a trip? Yeah, it really ranges. I mean, we have a lot of couples that come on our trips. Um, I would say, if anything, more people come as solo travelers. Mm. And, and there's definitely, you know, people are reluctant to come. Uh, they're, they're nervous. You don't know what you're getting into. You're putting yourself in this new environment. Um, we had someone back out of, and we wrote, she, she ended up writing a blog article for us on our site, but just she was going to back out in, in the 11th hour. I said, hey, Vanessa, you, you got to come on this trip. You know, you're paid. We don't offer refunds. Um, and she she was so happy that she came on that trip. She really needed it at that time in her life. Um, so, yeah, I think if you can get over that initial hurdle, you know, I mean, obviously, you're always going to be talking yourself out of stuff. And we're really big on stepping out of your comfort zone. And, and these trips definitely force you to do that. What, so the, was the National Park Tour the first one you guys created? Yeah, that was our first large scale, you know, multi-day trip. Our, our weekend warrior trips were we'd leave on a Friday morning and, and return on Sunday evening. So the National mm-hmm. Park trip was our first large scale event for sure. And then you decide because I see they have a Costa Rica one. So that's that one's probably got to be. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always had wanted to go to Costa Rica and surf. And uh, I was talking with Ben and said, hey, you know, let's put a Costa Rica trip out. We have a really good friend, Tyler, who who came on uh, our first nonprofit trip as a photographer. So, again, you know, just kind of keeping that those connections and, and network available. And he came. He speaks fluent Spanish and and he helped lead our first Costa Rica experience. And it's been one of our most popular ones to date. What's the Costa Rica experience like? Is it is it zip lining as well? Is it sort of in the middle of a rainforest? Like, what's the atmosphere like? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily describe it as an adventure trip. You know, we um, we do surf. You know, we offer that up as an experience, which is always people's favorite. We do uh, we hike to this waterfall. It's beautiful. There's some cliff jumping involved. And then we do uh, two volunteer projects on that trip. And it, it's a great time. We stay right in this little beach town called Tamarindo. It is a little more on the touristy side, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, we feel like, you know, it's it's relatively, it, it's safe there. And, and we feel like we have the resources we need and it's close to, to a lot of volunteer opportunities. What's the uh, drink beer do good thing? Drink beer do good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we started that is, is just a way to for folks to get involved on a local level. You know, there are a lot of people that want to come on our trips, but the timing or, or you know, finances don't work out for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the end of the day, we, we do want to give back. So we figured, hey, let's create this local experience called Drink Beer Do Good. We'll get people together in this non-committal way. They can come out and we typically partner up with breweries for them. So we'll do you know, an hour and a half of volunteering and we'll typically make sandwiches for a local homeless shelter mm-hmm. and we'll we'll drink beer while we're doing it and, and it's uh 
Our concepts, it? yeah, our concepts are really simple. Have fun, do good, and do good. Uh, yeah. Where's it? Where's that? Where's that at right now? Like, We've done them it? all over. We've had. Um, They've been hosted in over 10 cities, um, and we've done about uh, we've done most of them in Pittsburgh. We've done five here, and then the rest have been kind of all over East Coast, West Coast, Midwest. If somebody wants to wants to do one, do they just reach out to you guys and yeah. say, "Hey, I kind of want to do this in Omaha or something like that"? Yeah, our our website is HaveFunDoGood.co, and there's a, a Drink Beer Do Good uh, tab on there. They could just click that and you know let us know if they're interested in hosting, and we'll reach out and and help them get the event set up. I know you talked about Vanessa earlier about you know she was kind of reluctant, and, but she obviously went, and it was incredible. What are what are some some of the other feedback that that you get from people who who go on these trips and, and have a great experience and and maybe vice versa maybe people that don't that go and, and maybe it's not what they thought it would be right i mean you might might run into that as well yeah i mean knock on wood we haven't really run into to that which is Excellent. which is awesome for us you know typically we we get folks that you know they're, they're going for the right reasons they're not coming into it with this this major expectation on well this is what i want out of it you know they're signing up because they want to give back and yeah we do incorporate volunteerism but the more experiences we run i truly believe that most of the good comes from getting a group of strangers together from all walks of life and you know as cliche as that may sound it's it's true i mean we 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 had some really emotional moments on our trips you know every night we do you know, we're not a religious organization or anything like that, but we, you know, we do feel like it's important to practice some type of gratitude. So we go around the table after eating dinner together and, and just say one thing we're thankful for. And it's such a simple thing that really forces people to take a step back from their everyday life and say, oh, wow, you know, I have a ton to be thankful for. So that's been really impactful. And, and yeah, man, like I said, a, a lot of the good comes from getting people together from all walks of life. And, and for me, it's cool because, you know, we stay in touch with, with a lot of our participants. I've made some really amazing friends uh, through doing this the last three and a half years. That's awesome. So for, for the National Park Tour Costa Rica, I see Yosemite is coming up soon. How hard is it to go to a new city? And is that based on requests from people reaching out and say, hey, can we do this? Can we do this? Or is that from you guys like researching and say, hey, this would be pretty cool. There's a good nonprofit here that we could work with. How does it go about adding? Yeah, city? I think it's it's a little bit of both. And it is tricky to add a new city. We, you know, in, in full, for full transparency's sake, we thought, you know, that Portland would be a good experience. And we put it out to our audience. We were calling it a pilot trip where you know, we take a select amount of people and you know, lower the price just to get people in and, and get some feedback on the trip. And it was a major flop for us. Uh, we had two people back out last minute and then uh, only one girl show up. And, you know, the, the, the trip must go on. Um, yeah, I mean, every, everything's a learning experience. And, you know, this girl, Molly, who came, she she's awesome. You know, she's run a couple of drink beer, do good events for us in Charlotte. And but yeah, it's definitely hard adding a new city. You know, it's People say they're interested in something, but when you say, okay, you know, you got to go sign up, you got to pay money, it's, it's, it kind of changes their mentality a little bit. So over, I mean, that's a good segue, because over the past few years, what are some of the, what are some of the hurdles that, that you guys have faced as, as you're trying to grow, as you're, because with, with, with travel, it's, there's so many moving parts where, you know, if you're just selling, you know, a t-shirt, right, or a pair of socks, there's, it's, it's kind of you, you buy this and we ship it to you, right? It's 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 
the end part is is easy in nature, right? Technology kind of does it for you. But with travel, there's so many variables that go into it. So many things can go wrong. I'm sure like insurance might be crazy. So what are what are some yeah. of the the hurdles that that you faced and and can share with us? Yeah, for sure. I think the hardest part for us starting off was you know lodging is is was a big hurdle because we knew that we wanted to stay under the same roof. And you know a lot of these places require that you you pay up front, you know, months mm-hmm. in advance to make sure you get you get the place that you want. So then we're we're putting ourselves in a position where we know we can't get a refund and we have to book this trip, you know, and then it comes down to people wanting to book their own flights far enough in advance. And I know a lot of companies say, hey, you know, if we don't hit the minimum by this date, the trip is canceled, you get all your money back. That's good and well, but I don't feel like it necessarily works that perfectly every time. Um, so that that's definitely been been a hurdle for us. But, you know, everything is just a it's a learning experience. You know, it's uh, it's trying a lot of stuff and just just preparing to, you know, for it to, for it to flop, but <laughs> just just continue to move forward and and do good work and, and do work that you're proud of. Where do you see where I guess where do you want to want to see the company in a few more years? What, do, you, do you have an overall vision of what you'd like it to become? Yeah, for sure. You know, we definitely like to scale up and and have five to 10 employees on staff and and be offering multiple experiences throughout the year. Uh, That's that's our long term vision. I think right now, sticking to the core of of what we're all about. And, you know, if it's not as many experiences as we want to be offering at the time, that that the experiences that we are offering are are great and people are having a great time and, and there's impact there. You know, that's, that's kind of what we're sticking to. But yeah, I mean, I think we're probably, you know, three to five years out on this really blowing up. I think it's, uh, it it takes a while, takes a while and and we've proven the model to work. It's just, it's a matter of manpower, uh, you know, (laughs) at this point for us. What's the, uh, what's it been like working with, uh, working with university students at all? Have they, you guys tried to create some type of boots on the ground, so to speak, across college campuses? Yeah, we have. Um, you know, we're spread pretty thin, and, and that's what it comes down to is I'd love to target that college market. I just don't know that we're there right now. You know, with a lot of university students, you know, they don't necessarily have the budget to come on a trip, which is tricky. So, you know, we're definitely targeting you know, maybe a more millennial uh, audience, you know, someone who's working, who has some disposable income that can come on these trips. And then, you know, an interesting direction we're going right now is we've had a ton of interest from 50 plus year olds. Interesting. So we put out a 50 plus trip last week. It's our, it's a watered down national park tour. It's not as much hiking. Sure. It's not as physically strenuous and, and we'll see it. We, you know, we had a, we had 20 people respond very positively to signing up and, Zero people have signed up (laughs) at the time of this uh, podcast recording, but we'll see. I mean, we'll just, we'll pull it if if no one signs up, but we really, we're getting a lot of people saying, I'd I'd love if there was something like this for my age group. Yeah. See if they put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's an interesting market to look at because like, I mean, disposable income usually is a check mark a lot of time, you know, check mark if if they're sort of, you know, retired or kind of have a at the at the end of their career and i think it's a it's a really smart idea um i just i don't know maybe that demographic also maybe would like to see that 800 number at the bottom they would call instead of just like putting their credit card and buying a ticket right i think that's a 
that's a difference maybe in uh, mentality, right? Of booking is, I don't want to do everything online. That that might be a little bit of a separation from, you know, a younger audience who, like you said, would just, would just kind of just look at it and think it's awesome and we just book it, right? So it might, it might be that part too that they just need to get over that hump. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll we'll see how it how it goes. Uh, it might be a flop, and we'll just take it down if it is. <laughs> That's good though, because you can experiment with all these different types of of trips. That's got to be really fun to try to come up with these these ideas to look at these these markets uh, around the country and age groups and, and demographics and, and figure out like what what can we do like creatively. To, to make travel a part of people's lives because you you've seen it you know firsthand from what you've you've done in your life and then through the people who've come on your trips of how impactful it can be to take a trip and, and kind of just get out of their normal day-to-day life so i think it's a it's really just an important thing for everybody to do in their lifetime right like even if this is just the one like cool trip they take ever like you don't have to travel the world you don't have to you know do all these crazy things every month or every year but i think everybody should should get out of their their comfort zone and travel like like once in their life yeah for sure yeah and i think we're offering a pretty unique experience in the fact that you're getting to meet people that that want to do stuff you know i i've had a lot of friends that have come on our trips who, who are single, not necessarily married. They're in their thirties and, and they have a hard time getting together with, with friends who, who are married and, and have kids, you know? So I think it's a cool opportunity to meet like-minded folks. And, you know, as far as sticking to my why of, of have fun, do good, you know, I had a very impactful travel experience, you know, in, in, in my later teenage years and, and early twenties. And I, I do want to give that to other people. I think if we, we stick to that and we're transparent and, and honest about what we're trying to offer, yeah, I think we'll succeed. What's the, uh, cause then you guys launched sort of corporate retreats, quote unquote, so to speak. How has, how has that gone? Has, have companies responded pretty well? Yeah. So we've, we've had more success with just one day events um, in the corporate space, we've not really gone too hard on putting together a multi-day experience for, for companies, but the, the local stuff has, has worked pretty well. And you know, we're definitely getting some companies on board that are interested in you know having this team building event centered around volunteerism for their employees. Going back to, to the first, you know, initial phase of, of actually putting something together and make it a company. Did you guys go out and look at to get funding at all? Did you look at family or friends to try to raise a little bit of, of capital to, to launch or you guys just went out of your pockets to do this? Yeah, I've just gone out of my pocket. And, you know, um, I think at some point, you know, maybe we'll go down the route of, of trying to seek out some funding. It would it would definitely help from a, a marketing standpoint. Um, I don't know that that we're there right now. But yeah, I, I think down the road, I, I'd definitely be interested in that. But to this point, yeah, it's all been out of pocket. That's got to be a little stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting business too, because you're putting you know, a fair amount of money down mm-hmm. on these, these places and experiences. And then, you know, hoping that the people actually sign up for them. How has the, uh, for everybody, Adam just had a, a baby, what, about a year ago? July fourteenth. So he's uh he's eight months now. Eight months. So eight months. So how has that thrown a wrench in, into some things, and has that been eye opening for you to to really kind of go even harder at trying to to build your startup just just because you know, a new baby is a new baby, right? Yeah. No. He's he's awesome. I thought it would be. I mean, my my wife's amazing. You know, she's uh, 
she she's does a load of the work you know i'm i I do i work a ton and she's she's awesome so uh, that's made things you know a a lot easier for me i missed i actually missed my first two have fun do good trips uh, one over the summer and then uh the last costa rica trip which is a first you know we've done i think over 20 experiences and i've never missed one and I, i i had to miss those first two so that was that was weird for me but now you know i'm uh I'm back in it. It's all good now. From a business side of things, what is the what is the insurance like for for a travel company? Is it is it overbearing? Is it crazy, or is it just kind of normal? Yeah, it's actually relatively normal. Um, it's a little bit more than I had run a, a company in in the retail space, and that insurance was significantly cheaper than the travel space. But at the same time, it, it's not outrageous you know i think it's really important that that your your waiver and, and what people are signing off on before the trip is, is is locked up pretty tight do they do people going on the trip do they have to get several traveling insurance do you guys offer that through somebody or they kind of have to go get that on their own yeah we encourage them to sign up through an affiliate of ours um, okay. it's not it's not mandatory but you know it's definitely recommended what's been your favorite trip so far Oh man, they're all. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, here we uh, go. <laughs> I I love to snowboard. Uh, so we put out uh, a Breckenridge, Colorado trip two years ago. Oh, nice. That's cool. And and we got to volunteer with the um, outdoor education center, and it was just such an impactful day. And you know, it was getting to do something that I, I love to do, and and being able to give back to. Uh, you know, less fortunate kids. And, and that was just an amazing experience. For some reason, though, I, I don't know if people just don't want to go on vacation in the winter, but that trip has, has had uh, it's had a hard time gaining steam. Uh, but that's that's definitely I mean, all, all the trips are a blast for me. But that was a really cool one because it involves something I'm, I'm extremely passionate about. Where'd that love come from? Um, I grew up I grew up snowboarding the tiny mountains here in western Pennsylvania. Um, thought I wanted to be a pro snowboarder, but you know, we only have like 400 feet of elevation here, so <laughs> kind of a tough place to uh you know to snowboard but yeah I'd, I'd go out west every year and i just love snowboarding it's a great time why don't you do why don't you do more trips in the east coast because they're all kind of west coast ish in summer we could yeah we've had a lot of people um ask about that actually so we need to find we talked about maybe doing Asheville, north carolina I, I, you could, you know, we, we talk about cool locations all yeah, day long. It's sure. just a matter of getting people to sign up and, and them seeing some value in the trip. I want to do Maine. Yeah, that's what, uh, we had a, a couple on our last national park tour. They said, you should do Maine. What's the national park? Uh, Acadia? It sounds right. It sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Let's so see. we, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll add Acadia next year. We'll see. Let's see. Acadia. I hear so many amazing things about Maine. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to Maine. Yep. 47,000 acres. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So it's pretty big. All right. We're coming for you, Acadia. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, I appreciate it. I think uh, I've been following you guys for a while. And, you know, it's always been great to see you guys try different things and, and do all kind of stuff around travel. It's something I'm, I'm passionate about and love to do. And I think everybody, like I said earlier, should, you know, should really just take a step back in life and, and, and take some type of, of trip, you know, no matter what it is, getting out of your comfort zone, meeting new people and even and, and volunteering in another community. I mean, that's such a huge, huge little cherry on top that that can make 
that can make your life just so much more meaningful and, and just opens your eyes to different parts of the world, different issues that you might not even thought about. Right. Uh, that always happens to me is, is when I, you know, find out about certain companies that are, that are working hard to solve a certain problem. It's like, Oh wow. I didn't even know this problem even existed. Right. So, right. So a lot of it is, uh, a lot of about travel is, is education and discovery. And that's, uh, it's such an important thing that we should all do for really for mental health reasons. It, it, it just it invigorates the mind. It does it, it does for me. So I can only speak from experience, but I'm sure you, you feel the same way. Heck yeah, man. That's why we, we build business around it. We're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to make it go at this thing for sure. 